the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Stocks are mixed today. After the Dow and the S&P 500 set records yesterday and earlier today as well, the Dow's on a seven-day win streak. You don't see that very often. And the S&P 500's on a win streak of five. Think of it as, and again, sometimes I feel like I must be a degenerate gambler doing parlays. Where like, I think I can pick four winners in football this weekend. That's tough to do. On an NFL weekend, it's tough to get four winners. Five is even trickier. There's one uh, betting thing in betting vernacular, for lack of a better understanding of how to say this, where you pick one team to win every week for 16 weeks. And if you can do that, you win millions and millions of dollars. It's tough to do. Oh, and you can't pick the same team twice during the season. So same thing on Wall Street. Eight days in a row on the Dow is very, very tough to do. So if we go down today, I'm going to say we were up seven out of eight days. I'm not going to go, oh, we were down on Tuesday. It's the worst day of my life. My 401k is probably my most diversified portfolio. So I'm happy to see the S&P 500 hit records. That's one form of my, my retirement wealth. Then I have my stock portfolio. That's another part of my retirement wealth. It's not nearly as diversified. I've got Qualcomm and Apple in the same portfolio, and that's a big play on 5G and phones, right? And then you throw in Microsoft and a couple other names, and you're like, whoa. My individual stocks are tend to be a little bit more blue chippy or have characteristics of a blue chip. I know you're saying you're getting all tediously with your words on the show now, Rob, dropping names like blue chip. Are they like those blue corn tortilla chips? No. Blue chips and red chips. Red chips are considered hot and sexy stocks. They're considered Qualcomm 20 years ago, Apple 20 years ago, Microsoft 20 years ago. Blue chips are a stock in a corporation with a national reputation for quality, for reliability, and the ability to operate profitably in good and bad times. Some ideas of blue chip stocks, FedEx, Costco, Walmart, Pfizer, Home Depot, McDonald's, Visa. I'm good with those. If you want, if you were to say, Rob, I'm going to add a little bit of those to a portfolio, I'd be like, I don't think that's the worst place to start. Consult a broker advisor to figure out what's appropriate for you. Because if you were to finish that sentence and say, I'm going to, I'm going to buy these big blue chip companies, I'm going to say, oh, you're going to hold them for a long time. And then you were to follow up and say, I plan to hold them for two weeks. Eh, suddenly I'm not going to like it as much. 
again, I'm not recommending anything on the show. I don't know you. I don't work for you. If you want to find out who I work for, check out robblackshow.com. FedEx, Costco, Walmart, Pfizer, Home Depot. What are some blue chips to you? McDonald's. Costco. McDonald's has lived through more than one pandemic. They've probably caused a pandemic or an endemic of diabetes in the United States, right? Um, Walmart. They've been through, I believe, a few wars in their business lifetime. That's the way I want you to think. So back to me, shall we? I know you're saying you're kidding, aren't you? Yes, I'm kidding. Uh, I'm kind of a big deal. So the Dow's on a seven-day win streak. The SP 500's on a five-day win streak. On this day one year ago, the Dow fell almost 3,000 points, 2,997 points. It was rough, down 13%. I didn't want to go on air. But when I went on air, I said, I'm buying this dip. I'm not panicked. When do I know it'll end? I don't know. Somewhere between 13% down, 20% down, 25 and 30. I'd be more aggressive at 13, uh, 13% down. I'm like, that's good. That's, that's a whole market correction in one day. But if you can get wait for that 20, you even take even more risk off. Wait for that 30, even more risk comes off. In one year, we've added $40 trillion of value back to the global stock market. The Biden administration is just passed a $1.9 trillion stimulus package. Now he wants to pass a $4 trillion stimulus package. And he's, he's been honest. He said, we're just going to have to rip the Band-Aid off and pay higher taxes. He might got, have got elected by saying, eh, we'll figure out the taxes, but it's not going to hurt a large swath of you guys because we got to save you guys. That's my Joe Biden impression. But taxes are going to be higher. There's no way you can fund these projects without it. There's no way you can fund these projects and get reelected without it. Netflix Mank, story of the man who wrote the screenplay of one of the most famous movies of all time. Got 10 nominations for Netflix. That's a big moment. That studio is really growing up nicely. Reed Hastings in the the people at Los Gatos, Netflix, probably are having a good morning this morning. Google has unveiled a new Nest Hub that can track your sleep with radar. Oh, ho, ho, ho! I want it. I'm not sure why I want it, but I want it. They unveiled the second generation Nest Hub, a smart display and speaker that can track your sleep using built-in radar sensors. It launches on March 30th for $99, but customers can begin ordering it today. It's one of those gadgets that we don't know if we need, but we think we need it. It's another way that Google's trying to make its smart home hub stand out. Amazon has one. Facebook has one. You can make phone calls on it. It does a nice job of pulling in your calendar, an alarm clock, check the weather, get some alerts, turn the lights on. It's got a better speaker than the last one. But tracking your sleep with a radar, interesting, right? It's going to guide your setup process. It's going to help line the radar up with where you sleep in bed. It said it can measure micro movements like your chest moving while breathing to determine when you're sleeping. This is all getting a little bit weird. 
and we're signing up for it. Now, keep in mind, Google, on the other hand, also said we're going to cut down on the amount of cookies information that we're grabbing on you and selling to third parties. They're going to start changing some things, and they're only going to mine your Google services for data for third-party people versus yeah, – I know you're saying – do I need Proton Mail? Proton Mail would be the mail that doesn't really track you. Google Mail tracks you. Google said the radar and audio data is analyzed on the device and it's not sent to Google. No one believes that. Uh, information on how well you slept is uploaded to the cloud if you want to sync it to your Google Fit, the company's centralized health app. Sleep sensing is free for the next year. Google hasn't decided if it's going to charge for it after that. I'm going to want to wait to see how this one plays out. Again, just another $99 device that I don't want to throw in the trash pile. Please don't get me one. Um, it's it's shocking how many gadgets we think we want that we don't really want. Hey, you can find me online at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. The show must go on, but it must go on after a commercial message. We'll take a break here. We'll be right back. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money every weekday morning from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Don't forget it's tax time. And don't forget it may take you a little bit more time this year to figure it all out. Nearly 7 million tax returns have not been processed by the IRS because of stimulus changes. Throwing that out there for you so that maybe you don't do it all last second incorrectly as we're all new to do once or twice in our lifetime harsh weather really slowed down retail sales in the united states in the month of february um, now again that's why you look at data not really on one day or one month you try to blend it all together texas probably isn't going to get hit by an ice storm four months in a row now we're also going to see a crazy amount in 2021 of retail spending. It's about to turn into the, the nutballiest year that you've seen. As long as this COVID thing continues to kind of stay at arm's length distance in the headline news, I know I've lost my mother this year to COVID. One of my good friends, his teenage daughter just got COVID. One of my college associates him and his wife just got COVID. So it's still out there, very much so flourishing. But as long as we can keep the numbers off the headlines in the United States, and it's kind of sad because we may not have 2,000 people dying a day, maybe 200 or 250 or 300, and every one of those people have tentacles in the world of people they love. But as long as we tamper that or, or tape it down, so to speak, you're going to see some pretty nutso retail sales in the United States for the rest of the year. As people will start saying, okay, I've been contained and I've saved some money. I'm going to spend it. I've been contained and I saved that first stimulus check. Now I'm going to spend it. I've been contained and second stimulus check, third stimulus check, third stimulus check. The one that's coming out now is quite much larger than the last one in December. I know you're saying quite much larger. Did your mama teach you how to count funny? March Madness is coming back. To me, that's interesting to see who the sponsors and advertisers are going to be. I want to see movie trailers. 
I want to see car companies. Um, insurance, maybe a little bit. Da 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 da. Maybe a little McDonald's. But the insurance companies, the Allstates and the Aetnas, um, they're big business, and I want to see them come back. So I'm going to be watching the tournament for different reasons than maybe, say, you will. 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Yesterday's trading action had a machine-driven feel to it. Machines are part of what's powering Wall Street on a day-by-day -day basis with information. Computer programs sometimes take over and buy on the dips. Sometimes when we hit above a 50-day moving average, computers take over and push us into the momentum trades. You can't look at day-to-day -day trades or month-to-month -month data. You got to blend it all together. The latest fund manager survey done by Bank of America indicates being long tech is still the most crowded trade. But fund managers have cut tech to the lowest overweight since January of 2009. So on this show, we talk a lot of tech stocks. It comes to the territory living in Silicon Valley, Bay Area. And right now, a lot of people are saying, I wonder if I should give up Apple for Tesla. I wonder if I should give up Tesla for the next Tesla. I wonder if I should give up the next Tesla for GameStop. Be careful. I'd, I'd prefer you have more of a strategy versus a short-term reaction. Do you know I don't like hoarders? or people that have a lot of clutter in their house. Clutter equals bad financial decisions. Hoarders equal bad financial decisions to me. It means that at one point in time, you were standing in line and you said, ooh, I need that back scratcher, which is just a glorified stick with a little bit of a, a rake on the back. You probably have something in your house that you could have used, but you get it and then you're like, ah, oh, this is just trash. And you throw it aside and you, it becomes clutter. Clutter to me is bad financial decision-making. And I get almost to the T. I went to an audition for Creative Artists, a show. They wanted me to put together a financial TV show. Um, and their pitch was, or my pitch was, I'll go into people's homes and I'll do a make, financial makeover from based on what's in their closet. And we shot the, the special. And we edit it and we put together some, you know, some ideas that are going to be put inside the show. See if anyone would pick it up like TLC, Bravo. Um, and when the team at Creative Artists saw it, they're like, you got to scream. I'm like, nah. you went into this person's house. You saw that she had $400 pair of Manana Blahniks. And you're like, $400. You realize you're 28 years old. And by the time you're 35, that would be $800. And by the time you're 42, that would be $1,600. And by the time you're 50, that'd be 3,200. So you just paid $3,200 for shoes? And then they're like, no, 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 no. They wanted me to scream at her. How could you do that to your family? They wanted me to go Gordon Ramsay on it. And I'm like, it's too much for me. I can't have a heart attack doing a, a TV show. So I had a chance for a national show and I kind of blew it because I want to take their feedback. Um, but again, it goes to show you that clutter to me is a financially bad decision. The market shouldn't be thrown for a loop that we're seeing right now with retail sales. They decline 3% month to month, but we're going to be very forgiving of it. 
because we see the weakness as there was a huge amount of strength in January and there's going to be more stimulus checks going out. So it's temporary. The person we're going to pay a lot of attention to this week is Fed Chairman Jerome Powell. He's the man. He's talking, and as he talks with a two-day FOMC meeting ending tomorrow, we're going to pay attention to what he says. And if he says this retail sales numbers look too hot, i.e. inflation, earlier, late last year, he said, I'm not going to raise interest rates until 2023. If he sticks with that, the market goes higher until 2023. Not quite, no, but it has the opportunity to. Maybe that's the path of least resistance. Anyhow, and anyway, I'm Elvis Presley. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money every weekday morning from 7 to 9 on AM 1220, KDOW. U.S. solar industry posted record growth in 2020. Report found the industry added a record 19.2 gigawatts of new capacity, a 43% jump from 2019. Probably not something you would imagine under a Republican president, but it tells you that industry has just some really huge momentum behind it. I've been doing a lot of research on credits and how you'll hear companies like Goldman Sachs say, we want our footprint to be carbon neutral. And it's not really like saying like, it's not like they're not expecting their employees to, to pollute the planet. They completely expect their employees to get on trains and planes and automobiles and pollute the planet. They completely expect their employees to eat meat and pollute the planet. And again, I'm not going to get too controversial with that phrase, pollute the planet. We kind of all can agree that there's something going on as far as um, smog from your car smog from factories just go to la that's my science just go to la and when you see the air trapped in a valley it's pretty gross but um again not making a political statement in any way shape or form but the solar industry had a record year in 2020 kind of nice to see solar installations are expected to quadruple from today's levels getting back to companies like apple saying they want to be carbon neutral it, it doesn't mean that they're not going to be polluting the planet. It just means that they're going to be investing in some technologies or spending some money in technologies that maybe scrub carbon or maybe plants trees or maybe derives power from solar. It's not a bad thing, but it's not as noble or altruistic as it sounds. Um, and it, again, it tells you that the world's going to have a problem where we have more and more people on the planet. Mother Nature has this little thing called pandemics. It's earthquakes, disasters. It seems to say, ah, you're growing a little too fast. Let's slow things down. And nothing slows us down. A Mega Millions ticket one a year ago expires March 17. Doesn't that make you feel go crazy? There was a $731 million Powerball jackpot. That was one in January of last year. Not claimed. I know. It's like you spend $2 for a teeny little square piece of paper, which you could put a post-it note on. Not a good idea. 47 
It's not how any of it works. She's right. Listen to her, not me. Wednesday is the official payment date for the $1,400 stimulus checks. Woohoo! Don't leave that one on the table. 47% of millennials think their number one home buying fear is. Let's play a little game of mental jeopardy for you. First and foremost, you got the millennials and they're looking at the median price of a home. It's up to 270000 20% down payments, 54000 The most frightening part for millennial, am I paying too much? Do I qualify? What if I leave and get a job in another city? What, is, what do you think it is? What's the number one biggest fear for millennial? Surprising. Dealing with unexpected cost. I give the millennials some props in this one. So I bought a house that had a tree in the in the driveway. It was probably originally designed like around the tree. The driveway was like, well, there's a tree there. And the city probably said something along the lines 50 years ago. Well, you got to put a driveway around it. And when I bought it, I'm like, that tree's coming out. I hate trees. Trees are the enemy of homes to me. Eh, I like the ones that give shade. But the roots, they get into your water lines. The roots get into your concrete. The roots get under your house. They, they get bigger. They pop things. It's expensive. It's maintenance. So a couple weeks ago, I had a tr that tree, which I killed 12 years ago. I went out there and I strangled it. I'm no tree hugger. I'm a tree killer. So I strangled it to death, chopped it up, took it out, fixed the driveway. Tree's gone. It's gone. 12 years later, that tree root worked its way into my sewage line. And I was like, why? I use one ply toilet paper. You have children, you learn to use one ply. One ply is the greatest invention on the planet because it's tough to clog up your toilets. Two ply, three ply, four ply. Uh, you get a kid with an iPad, sit on the toilet for 45 minutes, and oh, it's going to be a clog. So one time it clogged and I, I pumped it out, pumped it out. I do that kind of stuff myself because I'm a man of this man. I'm kind of like a Paul Bunyan with an ax. I'm, I'm, I'm all that in a bucket of chicken. Next thing you know, next day it's, it's blocked again. I'm like, what's going on? Turns out a tree root grew into the sewage line. That was a $1,400 repair to basically set the sewage line straight with a the street in your home, an unexpected expense. I'm in the position where I can deal with it. A lot of people are not. About 44%, and by the way, I, I plan to spend somewhere between roughly 2% of my home's value every year in maintenance. Minimum. I like keeping homes not pristine, but if you had to move out tomorrow, someone would say, oh, it doesn't have tree roots in the, in the thing, and it, it all the... You get the idea. 47% of respondents said they're afraid of hidden fees. 48, 4% said affordable homes is their biggest concern. 38% said, you know, I, I can't really afford a new dryer or washer if it breaks. But it's the hidden fees. We can deal with the payment. We can deal with the mortgage. We can deal with a lot of it. But a home is expensive. And once you put that 20% down, you're like, uh-oh. If you don't put the 20% down, you're doing private mortgage insurance, which most people will tell you is not a good thing. Closing cost is 2 to 5% of the home price. What up with that? 
Realtors, we're watching you. That's coming down sooner than you think. Check out what Zillow and Redfin are doing, and you'll see what I'm talking about on that. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money every weekday morning from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm going to be fascinated to see how the years treat the pandemic. Over the weekend, I watched a little bit of the Grammys, and it's not lost on you. Like the dancers, the back backup dancers are wearing masks, and they're all very, very stylish at this point in time. Um, if we can make it into fashion, we we will, right? I remember last year going into the spring and summer, I'm like, we're going to see trikinis instead of bikinis, a two-piece bathing suit. We're going to see a three-piece, something to cover your mouth, something to cover your chest, and something to cover your crotch, right? Um, but it's not lost on me. We're going to look back in the coming years and go, wait, wait, did ev- mom, dad, did everyone wear masks? Well, kind of. Did, 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 like, and we'll be, our kids will be stuttering because they're going to look at this and go, was this for real? Or are you just pulling my leg? It was a weird Grammys. Again, they're doing a nicer job with integrating the pandemic and protocols into television broadcasts. I still don't feel the charm and love with sports yet. Like I need the people there to like get intrigued. It just, otherwise it feels like an exhibition to me. It's been a very odd year. The fact that I'm still talking about this out loud. Bachelor host Chris Harrison is out. Um, again, ultra reminding you, be careful what you say and what you post. Um, I'm not going to get into the politics of his situation, but I think he got in over his head quickly. And I think the producers at The Bachelor and The Bachelorette kind of bear some of that for their groundbreaking year of using an African-American contestant and then asking him to field questions from the media about it, that was going to be a disaster. Um, Hollywood actors aren't really known for being wildly intelligent. They can make you cry. They can make you laugh. They can make you ooh and awe at their inspiring jumps and physical prowess. But they're typically... So anyway... Be careful what you post. J-Lo and A-Rod deny rumors that a third party is causing them issues. There's some sort of warning about social media there, but there's also a who cares? Talking about hanging on to relevancy. I give J-Lo credit the fact that we're even still talking about her. Um, Doesn't seem like we would have 30 years ago still be talking about her. For like, I'm trying to find words at times. Um, got an email from a man who, this was so discouraging. Last week, I did a big segment on video games, and I talked about the Vanek Vectors video gaming esports ETF. Esports meaning electronic sports. Um, this is an ETF that holds stocks of video games and video game makers and stocks of the, like, the whole ecosystem, whether it be the video game cards or the video games themselves or the Microsofts and the Sonys. And I did it. I, I was talking about how much money there is in it. It, it crushes the movie industry. 
and it's picked up a lot of gamers. And when you pick up gaming, let's say you picked up Call of Duty 20 years ago, and maybe there was Call of Duty 2 was out then. Um, or the, it was the Modern Warfare one where they suddenly jumped from World War One to World War Two. You kind of want to see how it's evolved. And maybe you don't want to buy the console. Maybe you don't want to play the game anymore because you're 40, 50, 60. Um, maybe you'll watch it on Twitch. So this is a company that I talked about last week. The MVIS Global Video Gaming and Esports Index. And amazingly, I do a podcast of the show, so there's a replay, right? And one of the listeners, a guy named Madhu, said, what is the ticker symbol of the MVIS Global Video Gaming and Esports Index? And one of the things I don't want to do is I don't want to really push ticker symbols and like, that, that's like getting you one step closer to buying a stock that I, I want you to really think about. I want you to do the research to find tickers. I don't want a radio show to gamify. Well, I heard Rob Black said it, so I'm going to sell my phone. Hey, Siri, go buy go buy the MVIS Global Video Gaming and Esports Index. And Siri's going to be like, wait, 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 what? So my dude had the, the, the courage to ask me, what was the ticker symbol? And I'm like, okay, I did a radio show on it. I did a segment on it. He correctly wrote down the exact title of it. And he wasn't able to jump into the Google mindset and type in MVIS global video gaming and esports index, but he could type it into a computer. I'm like, well, no, you can't be this lazy. And, I, and I'm not your mama bird. I'm not supposed to chew the food for you and drop it in your mouth. I'm supposed to like say, Hey, there's a whole world, little bird out there. Start thinking about it. And you go find it. So when I Googled MVIS global video gaming and esports index, it instantly came right up. And I know the ticker, and I can throw it out right now, but I want you to try to do a little bit of the imagination part of it as well. Um, do I own this index? No. Do I think it's a, a great place for research? I do. Because now I could look at how the index did and talk to you like, well, last year the S&P 500 was up 10%, but this was up 20%. I could start using numbers like that with you. And that's just an example, but you get the idea. Inside the index, I could see that it's 35% U.S. companies, 23% Chinese companies, and some of the Chinese companies like Tencent Holding is its largest. Tencent has got the, they make the world's biggest video game. League of Legends. Um, then I see a name in there like C Limited, ADR, who, what do they do, what game? And it, so for me, it keeps me honest, like I want to use this index for research items. For Madhu, he wants to use it as maybe an investment idea. I need you to do some of your own work on this, people. Or if you want, you can hire EP Wealth. You can find them at epwealth.com. You can find a link through them at robblackshow.com. But don't be lazy when it comes to investing. Don't gamify this show into, I get that there's a lot of growth in mobile gaming. I hear it. I want to go to work and be a software engineer, but by 15 minutes during lunch, I want to buy a stock. Try to do a little bit more work if you can. Not a lunchtime hobby. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me online at robblackshow.com.